friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always uh, by my friend, co-host, and guy who exclusively puts baby in the corner. <laughs> oh, am I Jerry Orbach? Alex Dandino. Never lets good. her out. Never once lets her out. <laughs> I'm so excited I get to be Jerry Orbach. Chains are in the corner. Yeah, neither here nor there. That's my- <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> Jerry, oh my God, Bach, let her go. <laughs> today's incredible episode. Sultry episode. A little business, people. It's official. We're on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash Pod. The best way to support and help grow the show. But also the best way for you to get the most out of the show. We have a huge Patreon-exclusive library growing over there. We do commentaries. We do many series. Uh, you can even have us record double features. We're always working on ideas to tweak that and make it more awesome and fun for uh, you guys over there. We put in a lot of work on that. So if you'd be so kind, you can help support the show. Patreon.com slash Pod. There are also tons of ways to help the show for free that we also appreciate greatly, right? Leave those five-star ratings and reviews wherever you find the podcast. That helps us defeat the algorithmic uh, hotel-owning, show-planning overlords who yep. be trying to keep us down. Yep. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. Make sure you uh, email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. And we're on all the socials you're on. So hit us up on the socials. Give us a follow there. Help share the stuff over there. All of these things will help us grow this show into an unruly behemoth, which is what we're looking for. That's what we're trying to accomplish here. That's how we're trying to do. All right. Today's summer vacation movie. Um, might be weird because it's hard to tell what any age is supposed to be on these people. I'm assuming uh, everyone we're talking is 20 to dancing. a thousand in this movie. Yeah, Patrick Swayze looks 45, but still youthful. Right? Baby looks like she's playing 16, but also could be 30. Right? Like, you never quite know where anyone is. Oh, just so you guys know, we're watching, we watch Dirty Dancing. <laughs> oh, I thought I said that, but Dirty Dancing. Uh, the Sultry classic. This movie was kind of the bane of my young existence. Mm. Every time we would have, like, a co-ed movie thing or hangout. Yep, yep. Someone would want to watch Dirty Dancing. And my young punk rock mind is like, I can't. I can't bow into this dirty dancing, so I would skip yeah, it a lot. Same. Um, I think, but I watched it last night with my son. Yeah, because I made him watch that before we finished the NBA Finals game, which he was thrilled about. Well, there you go. Um, because he hates kissing movie. His big critique of the movie is Hunter's like, why aren't they swimming more? And I was like, well, uh, okay, it's a fair question. You'll be uh, old someday, and, and you'll know that it's all about the kisses and the gyrations. Yep, that conversation will be coming soon. Yes, yeah, but he's on summer break himself, so it's all about how can I get in a pool every day of his life. Right, right. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> but I told him, so I was watching it last night. The guy who avoided this movie like the plague, so I was like, this is not my thing. Yep. I was like, Hunter, you got to learn to dance, my man. You got to learn to dance, boy, while you're young. Learn to dance. True. If you learn um, to dance, you can work in the borscht belt. Well, do whatever, man. I was like, there is an un, unchained, unbridled sexiness to this movie. Even though Swayze and Jennifer uh, Grey, just not even hidden, didn't like each other that much at all. Famously. Right? Famously didn't like each other. Even though he had to convince her to come on because they, they had a falling out on Red Dawn. Yeah, famously I guess. because of Red Dawn, they were like not in good, good spirits with one another. Right, but he told her, he's like, you'll regret it if you don't do this movie. Yeah. 
and he I, was probably right. I read and on, somehow, even though they hate each other, it's that kind of like they don't like each other, but that adds to the fucking s tension. I read online last night that apparently, every, before like when it got really bad, the director before like every take would show them their screen test again and be like, "See, guys, it works." And they're like, "Shit, you're right." Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck shut up. up. And, <laughs> shut up and shoot that thing. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of interesting facts that um. So that famous the jump at the end, mm-hmm. that was one take only. Jennifer Grey was so scared she refused to ever rehearse it. And then day of, she just fucking went for it, exactly like in the movie. And Swayze just fucking nailed it. Well, I guess she did too. It takes two to nail that. Was anybody expecting Swayze not to nail it? Swayze's going to nail it. But I'm pretty sure right before when they filmed that famous, I don't know what he was doing, that fucking gallivant off the stage where he, he leaps through the air with his legs sideways. Yeah. I guess he, like, damn near blew his knee out doing that. <laughs> it was like a trial of theirs. Jesus Christ. The lake where they were testing the jump, that was, like, Frozen. 30 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of – this movie has a very int- – I remember there was a show on it, that ne- that Netflix show, which is not always fantastic, the, 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 the movies, movies that we, made us. The movies that made us, yeah. It's not oh, – it's not my – I don't like, love the way they make that show. It's a little pop-up video without the fun. Yeah. But – the Dirty Actually, Dancing no. episode is pretty fascinating. Yeah. I um, It's interesting. I think you said this best yesterday because I was talking to my wife and watching it, I realized I have never watched this movie like in full. And I think you said it best when I was explaining this to you yesterday is like we both sort of saw this movie by osmosis where it's like you've seen chunks of it. So you basically have seen it almost. Yeah. So many chunks. So many scenes yeah. are so iconic now that they're just, they're in, just your in your movie brain lexicon. Yeah. So it becomes one of those things. You're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. That makes total sense. And then you watch like the whole movie. You're like, oh, I've seen this movie, but I haven't actually watched this movie, like sat down and paid attention. That's to it. the I have not. Uh, <laughs> how do you say I have not sewn together the narrative threads. There we go. I kind of knew the hallmark, yeah, you right? You had Rich, like these poor, patchworks. Dance, don't dance. Yeah, abortion. you had these patches. <laughs> and the, I, I'll say this: I did not know How about do you the Schmishmorshan together. I did not know. Didn't know about the Schmishmorshan until. Oh, I, really? Yeah, I did not know that was big, a plot line. That's the hardcore swing in this movie, right? Right. Which apparently was also super not cool with the uh, parent company. They were like, "Can you cut that whole thing out?" And they're like. Yeah. yeah, we'll cut 40 minutes of screen time. This was a movie that movie. was despised, right? Like, this movie was damn near uh, straight to VHS. Oh, yeah, movie. absolutely. Like, but the, the, the famous thing class. is after the, after the first, uh, after the rough came out, <laughs> the, the, one of the producers of the movie came out, burn the negative, collect the insurance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I mean, it's, it's a miracle. This is one of those great stories in movies. Agreed. Where it's like things just come together through chaos. And this is, I mean, to even call this movie iconic is almost an understatement of the highest order at this point. Yeah. Like, this this movie is like one of those real pop culture touchstones. And I think as we get further and further away, maybe it's not as much. I mean, when we were kids, this was like, everyone knew what Dirty Dancing was. Yeah. I mean, You knew the scenes. You knew no one puts baby in a corner. But which yeah. is weird because... It's the side of the wall, not the corner, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's in a corner. She's in a corner. Barely. With just a couple two by fours, you could build a tomb. Geologically, she Edgar is Allen not in a corner. Style. You could, you could. She's not. Case her in. She's not. You could case her in. Also, that's her dad. He can do whatever he wants, pretty much. <laughs> Holy shit. 1950s Dandino. Jesus. Hank, blink if you need help. Hank. 
<laughs> I'm on Orbach's side here. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's my son. That's my boy. I was no, trying. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get. I was trying to get into the Orbach spirit of things. Oh, there you go. Yeah, let's just start here. Let's actually talk about the the narrative of the movie. Yeah, yeah. We're not as much a behind the scenes movie. We talk about what we see. <laughs> oh, is that the show we're doing? Which has just led us to like just that mid level of podcast. Which just is that really real like sweet, <laughs> just that sweet, real sweet just... low to mid spot where we have just. <laughs> We're like that little sapling in the forest that you know is probably not going to make it because yeah. the big pods take the sun. But hey, man, our roots are deep. We have that. We have that pod that's like that small tree, and you're like, huh? I guess that one just didn't get enough sunlight or something. Yeah. And like, but it's a nice tree. If Alex and I ever don't like each other for a day, our pod will be over. We're that kind of pod. Yeah. Um. Neither here nor there. Actually, that's not true. That's happened at least four times, and we're still here. So you know, that's true. That's we true. just changed we, pods. Maybe we are strong. Maybe we are like hotel. Neither here nor there. Are Let's we the Kellerman here. Hotel, a strong institution don't, that absolutely can get away with it? Dare. How dare you say that? It can get away uh, with murder? This movie takes place in what I could only describe as white hell. No, it's the Borscht Belt. It's the Catskills. Yeah, I watched this movie and I was like, this is my actual nightmare. So, it's as if a cruise ship was cracked open like an egg. And poured upon this scenic vista. Um, so it's, it, the, 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 the culture of the Catskills and all this kind mm -hmm. of shit. I couldn't imagine a place I would less enjoy being. Not because of the beautiful scenery. Because of every fucking human being oh, yeah. in my vicinity. I can't imagine a place that I think you would. Like, if there was ever going to be, in movie history, yeah. besides, like, the horror movies we watch every day, I don't know. Like obviously Honestly, I'll do, take like, my chances, you know, yeah. We do October and all this stuff. Like, I could be Final Girl. Of all the places, of all the scenery, all the stories that, like, could turn you into a serial killer, that kind of thing. We actually, like, just watched uh, Prom Night, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, all these circumstances would get turned people into serial I'm killers. I'm the curly head fuck that kills everyone, yeah. Griffey's, like... This is the place that made him serial killer origin story. Absolutely would be a Borscht Belt Catskills resort where he like, oh, my God, I cannot stand these people. Anymore. I like accidentally find the sex room and I'm like, I'm in. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, that's it. And I go sharpen an no, axe. No, no, no. You would be like, you. they'd force you to like teach someone to do the twist and then no. you'd like twist their no, fucking No, I would be twist ripping dags with the weight staff. And be like, you know, we should fucking murder this place. No, but even at the end of the movie, Kellerman says he's like, no one wants to come here. Look at this place. It's a relic. No one wants to come here. I was like, thank you. Even Kellerman knows that this place. Even Kellerman knows at the end. This place you think is I want to be eating my fucking moons over my hammy and have Wayne Knight come up, call me Cleopatra, and then say, I feel like such an asp. <laughs> I would fucking strangle him. I would drag him oh. over to the biscuits and gravy station and smother him to death. <laughs> and he said that to me first thing in the morning. Uh, this place, it looks like summer camp. Which is essentially prison for children, for parents that work in the summer, right? But yeah. they're like, what if grown-ups did all this shit? And you're like, why on earth? They have fucking scheduled bingo nights and shit. I can't I imagine. The... A no wonder his daughters are just fucking <laughs> heat-seeking missiles to dick this entire I think the... movie. <laughs> I think it's an interesting, like, I have always been, like, fascinated by the concept of, like, what the cat skills is. Because... 
it shows up in movies and TV shows. Like I think like most famously it was, uh, I think the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but the concept is so strange to me because it basically is like, okay, you're going to go on vacation for like two months. Like you're just going to live yeah. in the woods and do as children would. It's like the way, way back, but without like the fun partying, the grownups. Yeah. Like it's a strange, it's a strange thing to me. And I never really understood. And again, like I'm just not, or do you think it was very orgiastic? That's what, Doc and the wife were doing the whole time we weren't watching. You know, I thought about that because I mean, there's that definitely that under. It. There had to be. There's fucking definitely that orgies. Well, there's definitely that undercurrent of like, we fuck. Well, fuck that it. one guy's like, wife, right? He only comes up on the weekend. She's definitely getting it in everywhere. Yeah, you talking about the um, the guy who's playing Pinochle? Yeah. Well, his wife yeah. rats out well, Swayze because he's fucking slinging it elsewhere now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, there, there obviously, had to be she is orgies. Like Otherwise, how would there not have been mass murders every holiday season? I think there's a fairly or good chance. Or were people just so this... fucking lame in the 50s that this was just. Is this the 50s? Is that when this. 50s, 60s? I think this is 50s or 60s. Were they but, so I mean, fucking like that, lame that they're just like, this is. That vibe is through. That vibe's like pretty much through the 50s and 60s. But I, I think you could make a pretty good case that. At least fifteen percent of the people at the Kellerman Hotel are in some weird sex orgy cult, for sure. <laughs> like, there's no way they're not. Because here's why: the elitism that they show throughout towards everybody who's working class in this movie is right, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's <sighs> it's palpably strange. Even the I'm fucking like the waiters. Or like snobby, yeah. they're like Ivy League pricks, and it's like, well, hey, so like the waiters you fucking are refill kids. the butter, yeah. Maybe bring it down a notch, right? But they don't. But then you don't want to be get the guy invited. that says that, right? Because they're higher class, but they're doing like normal people jobs, right? So you well, are because they don't get you're like maybe I also hate. <laughs> so those dicks want to all like go to college and stuff, and then you have like right. the greaser people that is like you know Johnny Castle's folks. Right, we're doing a little of the you... outsiders, the socias and right. the greasers. Yeah. So like, because they, <laughs> what's well, interesting? I'm finally like finally watching this movie is now there's a joke in the Family Guy and there's a joke in a Family Guy episode that I now understood because I just never seen fucking Dirty Dancing the whole way through, but when Baby goes into the um. I don't know the den of iniquities that all yeah. of the working class folks Hell are yeah, going dude. into, where they're singing, where they're dancing to the twist and shit, and everybody's smoking P funks and Kents. Um, that's where it you is find like, me. That, that, well, that's where you find Griff, but I think Griff would be like tucked in the corner, and it would just be a cloud of. P-funk you would see smoke. my silhouette, and it's like, is he drinking from the bottle? <laughs> is that- like, Zach, okay, I'm like, we, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't talk to him. Yeah. it's it's a he's, it's a dangerous, he's real thing. tough. He's, he's from the rich side he, of the tracks, but he hates it. He's out. <laughs> Does he work here? First off, yeah. Here. I, I, My trailer park <laughs> bona fides. I would be in there also. I would be doing the thing Swayze does as he walks into the room, where just every girl he looks at, he immediately, like, his pelvic thrust right at them. It's Can like, I hello, just hello, say, hello, dick humps everywhere. So, so this movie starts, like, obviously, like, driving up to the Catskills. She has this weird voiceover. When they That's get into the summer like, that people called me baby and I didn't even think to ask inexplicably why. like nobody asked like I don't understand why she I still don't know why people called her baby other than just like they didn't want to call her Francis whatever yeah um never explained 
when they're dealing, when Kellerman's going down, like with talking with the uh, bus boys about how to act and how to be, and fucking Swayze swoop, swoops in. Jesus Christ! I was like, I actually like took. I was actually like taken aback in the oh, movie. I'm dude. like, that is the coolest motherfucker. Well, because you see Kellerman going, "Hey, man, you got to show these daughters a good time, even the dogs." And you see them like, <laughs> even you the see dogs. like Robbie and the gang like, yeah. And yeah. then Swayze comes <laughs> in, you're like, holy shit! So yeah. this is something that happened. I was explaining to Hunter last night because I was like, you don't understand. Swayze's probably like the coolest guy who ever lived. Yeah. He's like, like, there's a couple of them that are cool. Like Kurt Russell's fucking cool. Patrick Swayze's like 10 times cooler. Patrick Swayze's 10 times cooler because nobody yeah. can pull this Brad Pitt off in like Fight Patrick Club Swayze. was cool. Patrick Swayze was like 10 times Patrick cooler. Patrick Swayze did this movie. Yes. Patrick Swayze is a sex symbol in Dirty Dancing. He's a sex symbol in Point Break. He's a sex Ghost, symbol in Roadhouse. Ghost. Roadhouse. He's just, no, like, just take this he's out. He's been macho sex symbol. in every movie. Yeah, who dances. Including this movie where he doesn't have to be macho. In America, he was a dancing, sexy tough guy but yeah. so i was trying to explain to hunter because he goes well that's not true the coolest actor ever is jack black i'm like i mean that's true but i was like there are levels hard, to cool hard to argue that. there's like Absolutely. funny cool guy and then there's like yeah. cool like when he walks in a room like everyone men and women's knees Fucking get weak Swayze, everyone was like holy shit yes yes yeah, so i was trying to explain to him who or what Swayze was and like i found myself as if i was an ancient greek trying to invent the god of like the cucumber right it's like i can't put to words the majesty of this being that <laughs> mattered so much to me because i was like yeah he's just the coolest motherfucker and you watch this yeah. movie and you're like that's why women would go to the cat skills totally absolutely he, <laughs> i love that saying he bangs baby and then the next day he's like you know i just it's like hard getting so much puss and women stuffing the, the pearl like, and diamond earrings in my, my crotch all day. It's like, I'm just tired from fucking so much. That might like, yeah. be one of my favorite, like, <laughs> it might be one of my favorite complaint scenes yeah. in this movie. It's just like, in any movie, it's like, oh, God, it sucks so much being so sought after, getting diamonds jammed in my pocket. But he, what am I supposed to do with all that? It goes on for like, like two minutes, and it. baby never was mad. She just keeps sitting there with their face in her mm. hand. Like, oh, you you rascal. Oh, you, you rascal. rascal with your and huge she's not hog. sitting there Thank like, you. condoms aren't huge in the 50s. Like, I've just had 65 old vaginas plunged into my vagina. <laughs> like, doesn't even care. It's like, honestly, if he had just now given her the disease from outbreak, if his dick yeah. was the outbreak monkey, she's like, I'm ready to die. I'm ready, I'm to, ready die. to die. Because he's literally like, I just fuck so much. Like, if any of the rest of us did that, like, go have sex with your partner or your wife tonight. And then be like, God, let's run through all the women I used to fuck. You're going to yeah. get in a fight, like a physical you, altercation. You're going out to of get the house. jumped. But if out. you're Patrick Swayze, you can be like, come over here, smell it. You can still smell the pain. <laughs> and they'd be like, that's cute. That's so cute that you're so self-aware. That's so cute that you're so put upon by yeah. all this. And at the end, he just goes, they and... used me. And she's like, look at this soulful fucking poet. <laughs> This 1950s fucking leather-bound poet. Look at this Kerouac <laughs> motherfucker who is just dealing with problems. I did. Like, I told Hunter this at the end of the movie. Because sometimes kids will just call you on your horse shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is why people like this movie. This is a guy with no means. Mm -hmm. Hard life. But, you know, people saw him for his actions. Not what he was supposed to be. And Hunter goes... Oh, and his insanely good looks. And I was like, and his insanely, and his good, insanely looks. good looks. And his insanely good looks. God true. bless you, it's Hunter. It's better Griffey. to be broke 
when you yep. fucking look like Patrick Swayze. Damn it. You're never truly you're never truly broke if you look like Patrick it's Swayze. It's like how yeah, case. Hunter is now really into watching Queer Eye with me. Because he's yeah. really into like clothes and shoes, and I'm not a guy who can help not. him with that. I'm essentially yeah. Shrek. And so I was like, all right, like we'll watch it. We love it. We cry together, right? Like they're they're mm-hmm. really good shows. Very good. And and the thing that I was trying to explain to Hunter is he's like, we should do that to our house and our and I was like, well, Hunter, if we had a production crew who would do all the work in a weekend and would just pay fucking four hundred thousand dollars to fix our whole life, then we could live the queer eye because that's the dirty sequel of queer eye. It's not if you love yourself more, your life will be better. It's if you have friends that will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on you, your life will get better. I can say affirmations in the mirror. That doesn't give me a new living room. Right. Right. That doesn't give me a new wardrobe that costs fucking $5,000 plus. If Hunter wants to know how they get those things, I will explain to him and it's going to crush him. That's like when I I had to tell my dad that I was working in the writer's room next to the Storage Wars writer's room. And he goes, why would they need a writer's room? And I was like, oh, dad. Oh, I'm sorry I sad. took that from you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I know. There's, like, so many bubble bursts that I've had to do over the years because we work in... Well, because you work in reality, and you're like, this is so stupid. Who watches this? And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, everyone believes My this family. shit is real. Yeah. They believe they the, found like... a fucking Napoleon's cannon in a storage unit in Tennessee. <laughs> I've had to burst. I've had to burst my parents and many like family members' bubbles over the years, just explaining to them like the reality of how we make these shows. Yeah, like the queer eye thing is fascinating because I'm like, all oh, that's a trade out. So the it's reason they funny. say what those things are is because they got them for free because it's free advertising. <laughs> You're right. just like, eh. but it is the, the secret of queer eye is money. Johnny Castle's secret may be Johnny Castle's secret is he is he's the most handsome, handsome and has amazing dick he's, he's a dick smith skills. he's a dick smith yeah you watch Absolutely. the way his hips move and you're like no wonder everyone wants to fuck Patrick Swayze well, well that fucking that fucking creep who is the uh, Kellerman's oh, son Kellerman just, Jr yeah yeah Kellerman Jr when he's like when he's like excoriating them for dancing in front of uh like him and um, Penny are dancing. The first time we see them, like really dancing, they're doing the merengue or whatever on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. It's like, he's great. like, oh, don't dance in front of everyone. Like dance with the customers. It's like, yeah. dude, the reason this is like, hey man, a pimp knows his business. <laughs> a yeah, pimp knows don't his business. fucking walk up and tell me how to do my thing. All right, no, the no, no. I'm saying Kellerman. Here, I'll fuck like, Kellerman. No, I'm not paying the, the pros to go at it. You go fucking hit the streets. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where I think he's wrong. Because to me, it's one of those things where if you see those two dancing, you're like, oh my God, I could get dancings. No. I can get dancing lessons from that guy and maybe fuck him. Like, yeah. There's but you a know what lot. would do that better? Is when Swayze fucking gives you the strong frame, right? And you look right into his eyes, even though I think he was like 5'8, right? So you look down yeah. on his fucking prematurely balding head. And that's why he's got all that fucking thick. Actually, I don't think he ever went oh bald. Neither here nor there. Sorry, that's I mean, a great hair guy thing. I'm just throwing fucking barbs because he's better wow. at me than everything else except for being tall and having hair. Um, I mean, he is, <laughs> but he's that, like, see, that's my petty bitch thing coming. Because I was like, if he touched my wife in a dance pose, she would leave well, me. Wh- what could you? And do? if she didn't Nothing. leave me, I would lose respect for her. Yeah. If you had the op- like, if you had the opportunity to yeah. be with Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing and yeah. you didn't take it, by the way. His big complaint and like the burn of the whole thing is 
his dad got him into the his dad or uncle got him into the fucking painters union. I'm yeah, like, he's gonna be in the set, union man. next year, which You're is probably great. an amazing job in the fifties. Amazing gig. Yeah. God forbid. Like, I'm just gonna have God like forbid. a steady job. I'm gonna have an actual house. Yeah. I'm not gonna be fucking you, choking on diamond ball gags anymore. Painters union guy here. Oh, I'm gonna God, be up in the morning. I'm gonna have enough money to pay for my own abortion. Jammed in my pocket. <laughs> sucks. My life sucks. I'm not gonna have like, to wait, go to so a pawnbroker. That also upset? is an abortion doctor. You're upset that you absolutely just got like lifetime pension and job. Oh, dude, and that's what you're this gonna... is the era for the whites in 1950, <laughs> where it's like if you just have a normal job, the government was like, "Here, you're take the all this like, house, Here, take all the money." But you then want. by the time you're 60, is going to fucking like 20 times in value. Yeah, right. We're gonna redline other people out. Don't talk about that. Um... <laughs> And someday we're going to create this massive wealth bubble for this small group of people in the very middle. It's going to be yeah. great. Dude, um, he was sad. It's what boomers don't, don't get Castle today when they're like, why don't all the kids buy the house today? It's because our fucking houses don't go up 300 times. About. Neither here nor yeah. there. We're not here to yell at the boomers. Although so, this is a movie that hates. This movie hates boomers quite well. It, well, it, it doesn't no, even no, hate no, no, boomers. Wrong. It hates it hates the American the parents dream. of the boomers. Yes. It hates the American dream because it also hates Kellerman. Yeah. It also hates the sister. Like the sister probably gets the most unfair portrayal in the movie. Where, I don't like, know. Once she started, once she started saying, I was like, most of this is fair now. All of it's justified. Right, but she's not the first fucking person <laughs> that thought they had talent and didn't. Like everyone on that stage. I'm not saying she's not. I'm not saying she's an exception to the rule. I'm saying she is the rule. I'm saying when she came back and baby's like all sad, and she's like, "You're just mad that I'm daddy's little girl now." But then, like, two scenes later, they're like, we'll pull it back, and she'll offer to do baby's hair. Um, but whatever. Like, they, they fucking portray everyone who is of normal, still... air quote, society at the time is this sure. fucking absolute, like, dweeb. I still am not. I know this is something we, have like, kind of glazed over. Still bothered by <laughs> the fact. Style. Still bothered by the fact that there is no explanation why we call her baby. Oh, who cares? It doesn't oh, matter. I'm, it bothers me. I really, I like. Why I, does I'm, that matter? I, I have a note and a question for you. Okay. Why do you think they call her that? I think it was like the thing at the time, like Sinatra started, hey, baby, oh. I think it was like people okay. were like usurping that cool right. sinatra but style why wasn't everybody that age called baby then? like this is what i'm saying is like is this a specific well, like on a story level right i think it functions for it the screenwriter for as she is naive she is untouched she believes it's the same syllables as francis right but francis is not like a oh man i'm gonna go bang france although i guess you don't want to be going i'm going to bang baby <laughs> that's, also that's what i'm saying yeah, like there's i, I like, think on a screenwriting <laughs> level right you call her baby to show this how naive and untouched she is. Yes. In the real world, I don't know that there's a great answer. It's just snappy. She's the baby of the family. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, naive. real world thing, I'm not worried about that. I think Within it's the context her, of the story. When we first meet her, she's going to save the world. She'll fix everything. Right. As Swayze kind of rightly yells at her, oh, it takes a lot of courage to go ask daddy for money. Talk to daddy. But as we yeah. see, it actually does. Right. Actually like, does, she actually takes Orbach. a lot of fucking shots for these fucking... People that she's was, known for one dance party. I was deeply depressed that Jerry Orbach did not solve a murder while he was up also, there. Also, let's, let's, let's put some defense. Not like I'm doing the fucking Steve Carell and way, way back again. 
Yeah. I don't think anything Jerry Orbach does in this movie is unreasonable. Not unjustified. I like I really he's actually a very reasonable guy, except he never fucking for, loses it. He doesn't. The only problem I have, and this is something that Let me just run you through this. Hank comes home, he's like, Dad, I need money. Right. In our time, a lot more than two hundred and fifty bucks. You find right. out that now, the money from the child that you trusted, you gave the money to without asking, because I trust you. Right. It was for a back alley abortion butcher. Right. Right? And then it's like, hey, now can you come fix it for free while you're on vacation? I mean, the free part's probably not the worst. But he he sees how this woman was butchered with his own dollar after he took the Hippocratic Oath. Right, right. To protect. Do no harm. Got and then he it. comes out mm-hmm. and he's like, what the fuck, baby? And he doesn't even fucking like lose it. He doesn't smack her around like a 1950s dad. He's sure, just like, sure. you're not the person I thought you were. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. And he's not wrong. And then she just keeps coming back. Dad, I need you to do something again without any details. And he's like... You just did that to me. You just did that to me. And it'd be like if every time I went to my wife, I was like, hey, I need you to let me do something. No repercussions. We don't call the cops. Just trust me. And then I punched her as hard as I could in the face. I'm like, but we had a deal. We had a deal. I don't think he does anything unjustified this whole movie. I don't think. Okay. I don't think he's unjustified. By any rational, like... He saves any, the like, girl. He doesn't, like, throw in dignities. He doesn't get them fired. I don't think fired. he's unjustified by within the logic of the movie itself. Yeah. The only problem I have, the umbrage I take is... And this is something that we've talked about on a couple of other pods. There's a storytelling technique that I fucking despise. Mm-hmm. Which is this thing where people don't stick around for the explanation or won't be told the explanation. And then like at the end, it's because you save it for like what ends up happening, which is like, um, so Jerry, so Johnny goes to see Jerry Orbach and he's like, he's Hey, inspired. I just he's like, I had dreams. He has oh, his yeah. arm around me. I want to be a guy that helps make the world a better he's place. Like, oh, what your dad did was amazing. I want to be, so to explain what happened, cause he's like, who's responsible for this girl. And Johnny's, stepping up he says yeah i'm like the big brother gives the grimace thinking oh this is the guy who knocked her up so johnny goes to be a man goes to the cat skills cabin knocks on the door now this is the thing that bugs me jerry orbach has been misinformed by baby Mm -hmm. gives fucking johnny castle the business yeah and johnny doesn't have anything to say now i get the like can johnny not be a little punk bitch yeah, like Johnny, you spend the entire you spent the last thirty minutes being like, I'm so impressed by that guy. I'm yeah. So impressed. Also, I hate getting literally saved always the having girl. diamonds jammed in my pocket. Sorry, I, like, I had okay, an cool. extra large fucking necklace crammed in my ass last night. I'm a little touchy. So, you, so you're upset about all these things. Like, then explain how you're not a dirtbag to this guy. The only reason thematically we do that, and again, this is like another thing that right. really bothers me, is. We do this because it gives the opportunity at the end for the realization that it's Robbie. Because Robbie's like, hey, that thanks for that recommendation. Great. And also, thanks for like taking care of that fucking broad I knocked up. Right. You know, we all make mistakes. I think what the I movie's reinforcing, right, is that we want to hammer home this point that people prejudge Johnny for what he is. I don't know that that works in this movie. Because what he gets prejudged as is a guy whose dick I want inside of me. Right, like there are harder lots in life. You're not Quasimodo. People don't fucking throw rotten vegetables at you when you peek your fucking head out of your cabin. When you peek your head out of the cabin, people are jumping legs wide open yeah, at like, you. Oh my god! Yeah. Look at that guy. So maybe miss me a little bit with the like. Oh yeah, 
you thought I was a guy who just fucked a hot chick? And it's like, Jerry Orbach's like, yes, yeah, that's exactly what I think you did. And I think you did it to my daughter. <laughs> also, it's the handshake. Thing. And Good he just job. takes a second. He goes, oh, wait, you got this mixed up. I yeah, look yeah. out for her because we grew up poor together. Yeah, we grew and up I poor together. Appreciate, She's like my little sister. Yes, I appreciate, I appreciate that you fucking helped me, that you took time out. You helped me. You didn't get us to in trouble. Me. Thank you. If, if Johnny just wasn't such an emotional little puss. Right. Just fucking like, say that right there, and Orbach might still be. But then at least you make it where Orbach's wrong. At the moment, like, you put Orbach in this situation because in that moment the, he's imagining his own daughter being butchered. Right, I, I'm sure he is. But what you don't do is put the guy who's been fucking his daughter in this situation. What what should have happened is what you said, which is he's like, whoa, whoa, you got it wrong. You got it wrong, Daddy. Yeah, I am like this guy. I'm like I this like girl's, banging your daughter so much. I'm here to talk to you. Just kidding. I, I can't for one older, second. I'm like this girl's older brother. We've been together since we were kids, and he's like, well, who? Who knocked her up there? We're like a Luke and, and Leia thing. There was one kiss and we regretted Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> but he's but then the, the story would be who knocked her up and he's like, I wouldn't you know, I don't I don't kiss and tell her. I don't yeah. you know, whatever fifties, sixties saying he would say. And then Robbie outs himself at the party. Like to me, that is always the thing that bothers me about movies that do this, is I'm like, it's a conversation that happens for two seconds of the movie, you can still get your big fucking reveal and shit. That's fine. Yeah. But why are you just lit, letting, like, why can't you cut that fart? Like it, like well, it, you just, it just happens. It's the same there. thing baby does where she's like, I know you're depressed at me because I've been making extremely questionable choices, extremely weird decisions. But you lied to me too. And she storms off and he's just sitting there like, what the fuck? This is my first vacation in years. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm just sitting here having an old-fashioned by the lake. Because I love that scene when she's like, Johnny didn't steal the wallet. I was mouthing him up all night. And we just cut to Jerry Orbach doing the fucking, doing the fucking Godfather shot. Where he's just staring out at the lake with an old-fashioned, like, where did it all go wrong? What was that? What was I thinking? So, as soon as he finds out. The baby got blown. Just, that that cut is an A plus comedy cut. Just to him by the lake, like oh my god. He's like, I thought it'd be the older one. Just kidding. I knew that wasn't happening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, that's. I just think the one moment I guess you could say he's unreasonable is when he knows that Robbie did it, and Swayze's like, no one puts baby in a corner, and he grabs her and drags her up on stage. He does stand up to possibly go stop them. And the wife shuts him down, which I love that moment, right? And then he sees her, and at the end, he just goes, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, right? And he's like, you looked beautiful out there. That's a great moment. This guy is kind of cast in this, like, what a douchey father role. Well, as a father, I think he handled this exceptionally well. Oh, no. I think what's good is, I'll say, like, there as is much a as specter think, of like classism and racism, just kind of like a float sure. with everyone at this hotel. But yeah, but I feel like that's the vibe. Like you're supposed the to be that up there, apparently. Right. That's the fifties. Was he probably thing. the worst fucking person in that group? Not even close. I guess because he gave an envelope of money to a waiter he doesn't know, just because he's going to medical school, is reinforcing the classism. I thought that was a letter of recommendation for medical school. Oh, that money. could definitely. I thought he was. That's no, okay. That could be what it is. That makes sense. Because th- he tears it up. That's what I thought. Right. Okay. I'm with you. I thought it was like, you know, as long as this isn't going for abortions. 
but it's going for <laughs> leather-bound editions. I'm as long in. as this isn't for schmorshans and instead for your Hippocratic Oath, it's yours. Unless you get yeah. into that business, it might boom soon, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Dr. Secrets, then, don't don't spill that outside then of shockingly the bingo be, And then shockingly become <laughs> stupidly illegal soon enough. No, I'm not getting into that. We're not a political show. Um, it's... Yeah, I think it was a letter, if I remember. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was a letter. Because, again, he tears it up in front of him. The guy goes, oh, man, I guess I should just knock up another chick. I guess I'll just go off and live my life. He'll be fine. Um, again, See, Robbie, that's go to- the fucking – that guy has no special traits where he should be getting as much puss as Swayze. And right. Swayze beats his ass. That was a great scene. Very cathartic. Yeah, that was pretty... I kind of wanted him to throat rip him Roadhouse style. That's how much you hate that I guy. I was expecting thing. it, actually. It's weird it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I was watching it, and I, I asked Andrea, I was like, is he about to fucking Roadhouse Or he punches him so like, hard that Robbie just, like, comes in his pants. <laughs> it's so nice. Now I know. I asked Andrea if she was, if she was going to get Roadhouse, and she's like, what movie are you watching? I'm like, all right, fine. No, you don't uh, need to be fucking cute about it. You had Dirty Dancing, we had Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but... I just think that <laughs> there are a lot of moments in it that I'm just like, God, dude, those are the tightest pants that could ever give. Oh, dude, he's Patrick got this Swayze. like real like stage pirate look. Yeah, he looks like he just got off stage for the Pirates of Penzance. Like yeah. he, Patrick Swayze is the only actor, and I include John Travolta in this list of people who can't do this. Patrick Swayze is the only person who can wear jeans that tight and dance, and you're like, fuck, dude, that is some masculine shit right there. Well, a vast like, majority I'm not of this film is, masculine is dancing feminine. I'm and saying it's just yeah. so cool, dude. It's so he cool. so fucking cool. Well, there is something about a guy trying to squeeze themselves into smaller clothes, period. You know, it's yes. like the joke. You see the like, big guy in like a medium shirt, so his arms look huge, and you're like, no. You just look like a fucking bulging trash bag of Cracker Barrel gravy. Like, <laughs> yeah. wear clothes that aren't squeezing you out to death. And pants are definitely included in that. Right. Well, it's like that. Ill-fitting uh, pants. It's like that Michael Chiklis joke in the, in the the Wire. Like, he pulls it off, but you're like, dude, that is some tight t-shirt for yeah. the commish to be wearing for this. My brother. There's a lot of guys I know that do it. <laughs> Me like, on accident when I find a shirt from eight years ago. Not on purpose, yeah, yeah. but then I'm struggling and suffocating for my life. Definitely don't wear shirts like from. I'm, they, definitely don't yeah. wear. I'm, they knew. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They're like, we're putting this on full display. The star of this movie, as much as Swayze is Swayze's hips, that is the star of the movie. Because you can have Jennifer Gray's hips or whoever, but it's Swayze's hips that are selling the movie. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, we do the like, I got to do the dance contest with her or whatever, because so she can get an abortion. And it's like, all right, we just do like these long, long, like they'll play like two or three full songs in a row. Yeah, yeah. Montages of just dancing and Swayze just nagging the shit out of baby, which apparently that was a real thing. Like she laughed all the time on set and he got really mad because she was fucking with his his sultry fire. Well, yeah, that um, that scene where they're practicing where she does it because she tickles her by accident. Real. The famous cut it. They found it's an f- iconic moment now. They found it on the cutting room floor. It was actually like the eighth take they did, and he was like at, really pissed at her. But that's a great. It develops great baby moment. so much. Absolutely. Like, oh, my dad won't like this. <laughs> you know, and it's just this great moment. Um, but yeah, I just saw a lot of fucking montaging, doing the lift in the lake. We dance, we dance. Then we go into the dance room and we dance and we dance. 
And yeah, so it's a lot of dancing. It's a, you know, lot, it's a lot of dirty. It dancing. is funny though. I will say the one thing about the dad in this movie for having seen the grisly remnants of this abortion. <laughs> right. And knowing yeah. that his daughter's like somehow connected to all this. Right. Um, he pretty much lets them do whatever the fuck they want. The whole movie. You think there might be a, a grounding or you're going to do family activities. Him and uh, mother Gilmore are pretty, pretty. That's chill why parents. I think there is fucking orgies happening. I even his other daughter with his other daughter who doesn't who seems more naive. She's like, I'm going to go find Robbie. He doesn't know it's I Robbie. But you're like, what are you finding Robbie for at 11 p.m.? Probably is some weird pseudo sexual thing going on. There has to be. It doesn't maybe that's like why they can't get mad because you're like, we're also banging staff. You know, well, maybe staff. We don't know. Just a hole comes and you get in where you fit in. We don't know what's happening. I mean, at least I mean, obviously, some of the patrons are banging the staff because that one late that one pinochle, the pinochle guy's wife is like all over. Well, I think Johnny can handle like eight on his own. He's got a full dance yeah. card, as it were. Right. Oh, nice. You're saying he's, <laughs> he, he can pull off the octagon. It's incredible. But, he's know. actually good at dancing at all with all the fucking weakening of his knees. <laughs> That's why I blew his knee out jumping off the stage. Like, ah, vagina. <laughs> 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 The acidic puss that seeps in through my dick. I guess it goes straight to my knees. I don't understand the wives' tale, but that has to be it because I'm so powerful. <laughs> You're just making this shit up. <laughs> yes, that's an old wives' tale. I remember there was a, a sports science once where they had this pro boxer going and bang his wife. So he hit a heavy bag a bunch, and they put him in this little, like, pr- like they they built like a little shelter. He goes mm-hmm. and bangs the shit out of his wife because they even I think they comment on the show like. This is a long session. Like, it's so weird. I don't know if he got a nap afterward or what. He comes out all sticky, and he just starts fucking hammering the punching bag. And they're like, he's actually punching harder. And I was like, yeah, dude, his body is a roiling chemistry set of everything that makes him powerful. Think about something. Yeah, like, that's exactly, obviously. He just dumps the primordial soup, dude. He's pumped. Yeah, you are pumped full of fucking endorphins beyond belief yeah just life creating magic juice you're basically a superman for like five seconds like it's big (laughs) just fucking hammering yeah i do it's a strange movie because well it's a strange movie for like 50 reasons but the amount of dancing is bizarre um but I did, I watched that, and they do such a good job of, of illustrating the difference, like the societal change coming. Like, when you walk into that employees-only room, you're like, everyone knows how to get down. Everyone. And it just looks like the fucking funnest room ever to walk into, right? Right. And then you'll cut back, and it's the old, like, they're doing their yeah. thing. Right, out of their little fucking, like, Edison light vistas. Yeah. And then you have little goofy Kellerman yeah. running around and old Kellerman. Just mm-hmm. doofuses everywhere, right? And I sit, so I think the finale of the movie, right? I love the setup of them all on stage singing this. That's the moment for me. I was like, I would be doing murder suicide. Like, I would be like, how many people can I kill with this fucking butter knife and fork? That's what I said. I what cannot I live say? here any longer. This is this movie is the Griffey serial killer origin oh my story, God. dude. Just all these like fucking pieces of shit you're that story that they tell everybody like they tell their kids like man there was one summer in the Catskills where a guy went fucking nuts and just i'm the new campfire people. story there was once yeah. this pretty chubby guy with a sick mustache and hair and he couldn't take it this, no more 
There was this guy. Was he in shape? Eh, kind of. It's not really important. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that. He's no Richard Simmons. But he was like Coney Island fat strong. <laughs> is- yeah, like 1920s circus strong man. I could probably pick up like a small wife, but that's about it. No. Uh, yeah. And he just he couldn't take it anymore. It's just all the fucking smell of nut coming from Swayze's cabin, <laughs> wafting into his dry cabin where all he did was play Pinochle. And he fucking yeah, heard you this are song. That, and he you're up. that story that we hear at the beginning of a horror movie of like an origin. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> they need to Was make a new, a new new It's PR not important. This is the important me. part. He killed like 14 people yeah. and then himself. And then he had a so heart he attack. Was... His cardio wasn't good. He'd been smoking a lot with the staff. No. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said he was kind of in shape. I said it wasn't important. This yeah. is what's important, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I love the wait staff <laughs> sitting and watching <laughs> that. Cool shot. Swayze gets up, does his pronouncement. It's all working out. And then uh, they actually just get the crowd dancing in it, man. And that final, yeah. right? All the olds are getting into it. Doc grabs the wife, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Swayze's little henchman is grabbing the the sister who's in that pretty awesome I'm going to summon Mothra outfit. <laughs> trying to teach her how to loosen up. And you're just like, right. hell yeah, dude. Youth is going to win out for one day. Hopefully this yep. place is fucking bulldozed or it turns into the Overlook <laughs> Hotel by next season. Because uh, fuck the Kellermans, too. It's a bizarre movie. Because essentially it's like, how much sex and, and then, dancing can we cram into one movie? You know what? As long as we just have that one abortion, that'll carry us. The That's next the ship season, we're going to flow on. And then the next season, the abandoning, the abandoning Kellerman Hotel is just like, no. I've never watched. I, I can only watch one of these. Because uh, that one can have all Kellerman the sexy Hotel. dancing. It doesn't have Swayze. Somebody's there overseeing, making yeah. sure that the whole place is running. He goes to the bathroom to clean up him, clean himself up, mm-hmm. and your visage is there. <laughs> this is my home now. Well, you've always been the caretaker. Yeah, here. If you look in the mirror and say, guy who can't eat candy three times in a row, I come out and murder you. <laughs> Diabetes! Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Griffey, I heard you... Uh, Murdered 14 people in yourself. You must be mistaken, sir. I corrected them. Corrected I them. corrected I them. just showed the kids The Shining. Oh, fucking righteous. Great dad awesome. moment. Because they were like, well it, I don't know if they thought it was scary, but there's was something right so after unnerving this? And about like, no, dad, it. was right before. <laughs> and I think they're like, you know what's scarier is all this kissing. That's how my kids are right now. They want to see nothing in the world as little as a kiss. Um, <sighs> they're kind of like Peter Pan. <laughs> Bless those kids. No, it's a thimble. Don't not touch Peter me. Peter Pan, your children. Well, they're kids of COVID. They're not into kissing. Social right, yeah, distancing. Of course, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just, it's sultry. That Good the, movie. The chemistry between Jennifer Grey and Swayze. The narrative is pretty compelling, even though it constantly stops for long dance numbers. But it's just, it's, it's a movie that, despite everything seemingly working against it, has become this massive cultural hit. And again, I actually love it. I think it's a great fucking movie. Like I would turn this anytime I, I like, caught this, I'd I'd watch the end of it. Yeah, I think I'd I'd watch it again, and I understand, I get it. Like this is a cultural milestone for a reason. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and yeah, Patrick Swayze is the hottest fucking dude at summer camp. Like, sorry, everywhere, literally everywhere, yeah, everywhere. And that's I why even, even if Havana Finals. Night was everywhere. full of like all those like you know CW looking people that can dance, you're not Swayze because yeah. that's the thing. There's a lot of hot people in the world. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who is an actor who is cooler than Patrick Swayze. That is a whole different thing. Being hot is one thing, but being fucking cool is another. 
And yeah, this movie, this movie just is an eruption of sexuality. It's quite good. I enjoyed it. That's it for Dirty Dancing. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. We find ourselves here at the end of summer vacation. We've had we've had some good times. It's back to school. Our dreams of freedom are killed by a back alley doctor. (laughs) Too much. That's too much. You really took it there, didn't you? For two hundred fifty dollars, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm up your Yale Law School application. <laughs> tear up my tear up my podcast hosting application. You're gonna tens of people are gonna cry when that day comes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it's been a good curation. It's been a good yes, curation. I've really enjoyed this one. Next month we're doing an anniversary pod. Right, the uh, aliens invade the pod for our fifth year as a podcast. Hard to believe. We've made it this long. So some great alien invasion movies coming your way. Tons of awesome stuff over on Patreon. Uh, and we are gearing up. We're now in the like countdown. We're now on our way to the 31 days, 31 pods of October mega marathon. So things are heating up over here at the Film Alchemist podcast. If you want to help that along, go to film uh, patreon.com slash pod. Help support the show. Let's help grow this thing before October. So it's a real fucking festival then. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials. Help us out over there. And uh, make sure you send an episode to a movie-loving friend. If you've got a friend who loves movies, we've certainly in 500 and some episodes talked about one they like. Send them an episode. Let, us, let them know we're out there. We'll take it from there. Because no one puts the Film Alchemist in a corner. Except for us. Except for us. Or if you pay. Then or you if you, yeah, we are. Then you can put it in the corner. We are the cheapest little date at any yep. Catskill. 